1: Do you realize it's been two years? I feel like our theme chunk should be reunited. It should be. Peaches and herb. We did, did one... Say herb? Herb, yeah. <laughs> we
0: did one... Not this Christmas, but last Christmas. Right. But so it's been two years, really,
1: since we we, we
0: were doing the podcast. And I look the same. You can look absolutely <laughs> the same. but you look amazing.
1: Except our headphones are creaky. Every time yeah. I move, I hear something. That's the only thing that got old. We haven't used them for so long. It's. I wonder if people thought we fell out or something. Uh, maybe they did. No, we've just been having too much fun. What? what so it, it wrap up two years in two minutes. Uh, what I, have you oh been doing? Oh, my gosh.
0: Traveling a lot, filming a lot, doing a lot of web series, working with arson dogs, working with police dogs. Writing books, um, being a mom, training dogs, <laughs> doing rescue work, uh, busting puppy mills, um, writing for
1: magazines, uh, creating
0: a new website. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And um, the website
1: looks great, by the way. Trying to
0: have a life as well.
1: Well, um, thank you. So, in other words, nothing. You've been sitting on the couch having bonbons with a white fluffy yeah, dog. Yeah, you know, and that's what I do every day.
0: <laughs> it's been really busy. Hence yes. the fact that we haven't been able to get together
1: because you've also been traveling. Traveling for work, which is great. I got to go overseas to Europe, Portugal, Costa Rica. Just came back from Charleston, going to San Diego, doing a bunch of cool stuff. So yes, it keeps me on the. I travel a couple of weeks, probably every three weeks. I'm on the road. So yes, but I'm I'm going to make it a point to be back more. And uh, we can do more podcasts. Absolutely. And for the folks that don't know, you work with CNN. I do. I work for CNN. I get to do travel stories, but don't tell anybody because I don't want them taking my job. Uh, I get to do travel stories. I do health stories and then breaking news. So randomly, my mom always says, when are you on? I'm like, I don't know, mom. I don't know. So they should go to the airport sometimes because she <laughs> to see me.
0: I do. I see you at the airport. Yeah. I'm there waiting for a flight, mm-hmm. and I hear your voice, and I go, oh, that just makes me feel at home. <laughs> well, it does. You just
1: know I'm gainfully employed.
0: Yeah, no, no. It's great. <laughs> and, of course, sometimes I see you at CNN because I've yes. been doing HLN's right. um, show, The Daily Share, mm-hmm. and so I've been doing some pet expert segment segments for them, and that's, that's, that's been really cool. great.
1: And you just did Crufts, the big uh, show in England. I did. Crufts
0: is the largest dog show in the world, and it's an international dog show. There are around 20,000 dogs competing wow. for Western show, and even though I'm really not a dog show person, Crofts is more than just about showing dogs. Crofts is massive. I say it's about five times the size of Madison Square Gardens, wow. where, where Westminster is held every February, um, which is the US version um, uh, done by the American Kennel Club. And But this is the UK version with the Kennel Club, and um, it, it's, it's so much more than just a dog show. So we have there's a lot of agility um, heel to music uh, um, flyball competition there's about a thousand stands that people can go the shopping's amazing wow. you can learn about dogs there's a lot of rescue work going on there's discovered dogs where you can learn about different breeds There's it, 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 it's a really great show so I've just come back from there and I was doing some segments for the broadcast for Channel 4
1: They were really funny too because I got to watch them online
0: oh no that those were the segments that I filmed last year oh. with Nando Brown that was interesting 2014. This year was um, I was actually doing some segments for the broadcast because they broadcast on Channel 4 on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday nights. Right. So I did three little segments wow. each for, for the first three days. In your
1: spare time? In my spare time. And you've been doing arson dogs mm-hmm. and police dogs. but, but t- Yes. Catch everybody up in case they haven't seen this, but you, you are right. online.
0: Yeah, th- you can see my arson dog series um, if you go to um, uh, youtube.com's Forward slash Victoria Stillwell, you can see my arson dog series, and this is where I join a group of um, guys who are getting. Uh, at training school, really, they're getting their dogs for the first time. And these are dogs that have been specially trained to detect various accelerants. Mm-hmm. And so they spend four weeks in Maine um, working, learning how to work and train and live with these dogs. And if they pass and they become certified, they then take their dogs back to their respective um, places where they live in the United States and work their dogs as um, during for suspected arson investigation so wow. it, it's really and it's run by State Farm and um, the wonderful State Farm rep is Heather Paul um, it, 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 we're going to talk more about it we're going to okay. get Heather onto this podcast and talk more about what it's like to, to live and work with an arson dog and the incredible work that these do these dogs do and, uh, and I loved it because they're all trained in a positive way mm-hmm. so it, it just shows you that high drive dogs can be trained in a positive way but also I've um, been carrying on filming w- with the Gwinnett County Sheriff's Canine unit, Sergeant Paul Corso and Deputy Sheriff Jason Cotton. um, And these guys are fantastic. They're not completely positive trainers. They're, I would say they're progressive. They're getting there. But Mm -hmm. um, police dog training is traditionally quite harsh. And um, I'm exploring whether these high drive dogs can be trained in a more positive way. And so that... Still
1: get their job done. Still get their job done. And (coughs) it doesn't
0: matter whether it's a dog that's detecting um, scent detection um, or... The dog is apprehending a criminal or tracking a criminal. Can these dogs be trained in a positive way? So that's going to be a web series that we hope is going to be on soon.
1: Awesome. Well, yeah, just a little busy, I would say. Just a little busy. (laughs) (laughs) And you wrote a book. Well, I'm, yes, I, I did
0: write a book and that came out last year, the year before last. You see, I'm getting old and when you get old, it gets, okay. time goes very, very quickly, but I'm actually now in the process of writing my fourth book. Wow. Yes. that's going to be cool. out in 2016. And
1: what's this one going to be
0: about? Well, I'm not going to tell you right okay. now. All right. It's well. a secret. All right. But the secret is part of the title.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. okay. It's going to be about birds. How about Birds. All
0: about birds and the bees.
1: So in other words, you've been a little busy. Yeah, We've I have been, been busy. busy. Yeah. I
0: have been busy, but it, it's been really great. And of course, con- building this website, mm-hmm. this beautiful, beautiful website. It's which very is user-friendly. Just, that's what we we wanted to make yeah. it user-friendly. We wanted people to just have a great experience with it. And it's just packed with information. Positively.com. Go to that website. Anything you need to know about dogs is there.
1: Yeah, there's so much stuff on there. I actually um, was going through because I had a couple specific questions and... Uh, Any question I had, oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. It took me like three hours to find, and I got the answers to my question only because I got sidetracked by other, but you know, it's very interesting. I love it good
0: we have have, oh and also we've uh, you know we've got a a few more people have joined the positively team a wonderful digital director uh, or director of digital content i should say Mm -hmm. alex andes and she's fantastic she's a great writer yep um she comes uh, out with us on our on our shows as well when we're filming and um she's she's very passionate about yeah all the the (laughs) men like her um it's okay i'll I'll, she's very pretty yeah she's very pretty she is um she's also very very cool and yes. she's a big rescuer as well. So awesome. um, if you want to see more of what she does, um, then I read a lot of her blogs. You can go to positive.com.
1: Very cool. Yes. And we're going to do podcasts. We are going to, we've committed to coming back and doing these podcasts. It's the Yay. only time I get to see you. We have to schedule a podcast. I know we do. We do. All right. So what are we going to talk about? Uh, what do you want to talk about? I say, um, I don't know. What do you want to talk about? What what, what are you looking like? What do you, or something what like? do you
0: think about dog shows? What do I think about them? Yeah. What do you think about people showing dogs?
1: Okay. So, uh, I've only been to one in my whole life, uh, dog show. It was very cool to see all these different breeds. I had never seen what a Bedlington Terrier looked like before. And I thought, wow, look, they're showing a sheep at the dog (laughs) show. I had no idea, but, um, it's very cool, but I'm kind of conflicted about it because part of me wonders Look, what kind of lives these dogs have. Don't touch them. Don't go near them. Don't do this. And then these trainers and these owners seem to be so hyper about their dogs and so intense. And I thought, well, shouldn't a dog be relaxed and having fun and doing, but then on the flip side they're being transported everywhere. Like, you know, let me think about it. Do I want someone who would bathe me and comb my hair and brush my teeth and do everything and make, you know, so it's kind of a, these dogs have a job and they're doted on. So maybe it's not so bad. They go in air conditioned carriers that are more comfortable than my car so I don't know. I'm conflicted. I think I'm the same. I am conflicted. And you
0: know, I used to say, I hate dog shows. I hate it. What do you go to dog shows? I don't think any dog should be shown at a dog show. Um, and of course I kind of grew up going to dog shows because my grandmother was, um, she bred beagles and mm-hmm. she showed her beagles. They're beautiful. Uh, but they're, her dogs were also dogs. Her mm-hmm. dogs got dirty. They ate poop, you know, they rolled in <laughs> nasty stuff. They hunted, they did the whole thing. So, um and uh what when i actually went back to a dog show when i was older and and met a lot of the people i was pleasantly surprised by how passionate these people are about their animals yeah you're always going to get that element that are over the top that mm-hmm. um you know that they don't treat their dogs so well that don't allow their dog to run around and have fun when they're not showing and you get those people that that want to win at all costs mm-hmm. but i have to say in general my experience of these people who who their dogs are their lives, their absolute passion, and those dogs are spending more time than I would they say, say m- most companion dogs are spending with their people mm-hmm. because because you know this is their their lives, their hobby they're doted um, on yeah, they are doted on, and of course, being at Crofts, which is the largest dog show and there was a lot of controversy this year or controversy wherever you live it's <laughs> it's, it's it's pronounced differently um and uh, and there was a, this dog jagger was poisoned, was it poisoned at Crofts, or was it actually poisoned in, lives in Belgium. Was it poisoned when it went back to Belgium? And then you had the best in show winner who picked up her dog by the tail and the neck which is actually a way that they pick up Scottish terriers and terriers in general in the US and Canada but that's not allowed in Britain so and then there was somebody that was seen abusing their dog in the Ooh. parking lot so there was a, there there really was this i think Crufts went really well but there was all of this awful stuff that surrounded it which which unfortunately you know unfortunate, terrible for the dogs terrible for the people um and um but in general it was an amazing show mm-hmm. and it 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 does give it, it, it educates people mm-hmm. about these incredible dogs and it celebrates dogs and, and, and that's why i support it yeah. that's why i support it and i think you know if you if you really hate dog shows well just go go and see and mm-hmm. then and then and then judge it, but, but don't if, you know, do not do what I used to do, which was <laughs> I, and I didn't really understand it. I didn't yeah. really know what it was all
1: about. And I guess it's going to be like, you know, think about it. I call those, those, uh, those owners and trainers the pageant parents. They, 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 do, they do the same thing to kids. Think about it. They dress their kids up. They don't let them be kids and play. They have to be perfect and don't scuff your knee because you have a pageant you have to win. Same thing. It's just with the dogs.
0: It is. And some of those parents are fine. Most of them are right. absolutely crazy. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. I'm a mother of a soon-to-be 11-year-old. or well, she'll be 11, actually. Um, and uh, she writes, if I send it
1: to a pageant, <laughs> she'd run a mile. But I will okay. tell you with the dog show, I, I find myself getting vested in it, watching it if I watch it on TV. And it's funny because you think, oh, it's just a dog show. And we did watch, like, even if we watch you know, the one in New York, if we, you know, you sit down and I yeah, it's a show, whatever. Sean's like, what are you doing? I'm like, it's a dog show. He's like, yeah, yeah. The next thing you know, we're like, Oh, it stumbled. Oh, look at that girl. Oh, look at it. Did it, was it supposed to do that? Oh my gosh. Look at him. He doesn't look happy. She looks mean. And we start creating stories around this and we're vested in, it and then we pick our favorite dog and we're rooting for it. It becomes like March madness. See, <laughs> so they're not exactly. all bad. no, it's not, okay. not at all. And I did learn that a bedlington terror is not a sheep. It is not a sheep, but it does very look like a little sheep, doesn't it? It's like a little lamb. Hey, you got something on your mind? What are you a wizarding genius? How do they make a miniature? I mean, is there some way or some process they they physically miniaturize the dog or is it a puppy or what what the devil is going on? That's a really
0: good question. I've got my work cut out for me here. Next time you want to know something... Can you repeat the yes. question? Why don't you ask Victoria? She's the expert with this kind of stuff, you know. Uh, you uh, obviously don't, don't know my
1: dog. Know. Just, Just ask Victoria. Okay, so it's been how long? Almost two years. You should see, I make fun of people who have thousands of emails in their inbox. Um, You might have a little more than that because it's been so long. So what do you say we do and Ask Victoria?
0: I'm very excited because this segment is being sponsored by one of my favorite training tools, which is Adaptil. See, dogs get anxious and stressed, just like humans. We Mm -hmm. know that, don't we? And just like humans, they don't always express it in the best way. No. Many pet owners might not realize these unwanted behaviors, such as excessive barking, soiling in the house, hiding, and destroying household items are caused by stress. All kinds of things can create stress for your puppy or dog, including loud noises, new people, surroundings, traveling, being left alone. That's a big thing that I see, dogs that have separation anxiety. Adaptil is clinically proven to help reduce or eliminate stress-related behaviors by mimicking the natural pheromones pets use to communicate. It has a calming effect on your dog, which makes your home a happier and quieter place for everyone. Adaptil is available uh, available in a collar, diffuser, spray, and wipes to help you keep your dog calm in just about any situation. Best behavior starts with Adaptil, and to find out more on how Adaptil can help your dog's
1: behavior, check them out at adaptilus.com. All right, the first question we have comes from, do you say Shropshire? Shropshire. Shropshire Mm -hmm. in the UK, and it's Sharon, and she says she has a dog that won't walk on a leash. The vet suggested we carry him one way on the walk and make him walk back. This does work, but I want him to walk both ways, which who wouldn't? So can you help? That's really... Yeah, Uh it's not
0: that uncommon and I'm glad that the dog's already seen the vet because I always suspect if a dog doesn't want to walk, is there something, is the dog feeling uncomfortable somehow? Mm -hmm. Is there some sort of medical condition that the dog, it's hurting or it doesn't feel comfortable or it's in pain, something like that. So if, if you have that issue with your dog, take your dog to the vet. But with this dog, um, I like what the vet said, um, Make the dog walk back, which is, and hopefully the dog is happy walking back because, you know, why is the dog not walking? If if the dog's got a clean bill of health, is it a behavior issue? Is it the dog... Is worried about being out, outside. Doesn't want to walk outside. Um, there are very few dogs that are really truly lazy. And also, I, I hate the I hate it when people call their dogs stubborn. Or oh, my dog's stubborn because it doesn't want to walk. There's always a reason. The d- the dogs don't do stubborn. Mm-hmm. They're not out to get you or to <laughs> irritate you by by just putting their butts on the ground and not moving. There's a reason for it. Um, I've had a lot of dogs that are actually quite scared of being outside, um, and they might be. Fine, walking in the woods, for example, but are terrible walking on the roads because they're scared by cars or trucks or lorries, motorbikes that go past. Um, and so that's what I would ask: Is your dog fearful of being outside? Has your dog got its tail tucked between its legs? Is it hyper vigilant? Is it hyper reactive? Um, and if if you or its body tense, if you see that in your dog, then there's a potential fear issue going on there, and that's definitely a time to call a trainer. And there are lots of great trainers in in the UK. Um, If you go to, if you want a a good trainer, go to positivity.com forward slash trainers and you'll find some of my wonderful Victoria Store Positively dog trainers there. Um, I would advise you to do that. Um, Is there anything that motivates your dog? I mean, anything your dog absolutely loves, like playing a favorite game, the best toy in the world, the best food in the world that the dog only gets when it starts to go on the walk. Maybe you could use that to really entice your dog to go. Be aware, you know, is uh, of the environment. Is the dog too hot? Is the dog too cold? Are the dog's paws? Does it feel weird underneath the feet? There are some dogs that don't like walking on concrete but are okay on grass and vice versa. So I would really check out medical, environmental, and behavioral. And uh, hopefully something in that will kind of, you'll see something in your dog and go, okay, that's the reason why. And then you can treat it.
1: Hmm. Interesting. And would you sort of experiment little by little, take them to a patch of grass let them walk around and observe them. Take them. To I would a put them.
0: Yeah, I would put them in a car and and go to the woods or go to a, a place there's less. If if you live in an urban environment, you know, go to a place where there's less noise and see if your dog is happy to walk out of the car and, mm-hmm. and to the car and, and away from the car and back again. Is it? Uh, you know, has has a trauma happened in outside your home that your dog doesn't want to leave? Um you know, vary it, try different things. Uh, I love that the whole thing about teaching training is that every dog is different. Um, not everything works for every dog. And so it's trial and error. Try everything because something's going to stick.
1: Okay. The next question is from John in Derbyshire, UK. Yeah. Derbyshire. Derbyshire. It looks like Derbyshire. Yeah, I know. Okay. It's Derbyshire. I
0: know. I know my producer's laughing because He's, he goes to England, and all these weird things should be should be pronounced in a different way. How do way you the pronounce that? Words. Derbyshire.
1: Well, then why don't they spell it like Derbyshire? I know. There you go. That's
0: comp- that's total American reaction. That's total British. Okay, here we go. We have a
1: five year old. By the way, my name is H-O-L-L-Y. It is now pronounced Heather. Okay. <laughs> we have a five-year-old Pomeranian. She was 14 months when we got her, and she's frightened of all dogs, regardless of size. Karita, mm. the dog, is quiet, never barks, snaps, or bites, is lovely with people, but just shies away from any dog. Can you please help?
0: I would do a slow socialization, and I, I have... Um, I love to get a bum, bomb-proof dog I call them. A what? A bomb-proof dog. And bum this is a bomb. Oh no, bomb as in B O M B. Oh my god. <laughs> no, like see, bum- this <laughs> accent is terrible. And and these dogs uh, they give great body language. They're very calm, they're very sociable, and they can give mm. fearful dogs confidence. Oh, so so it's
1: another dog you would...
0: Yes, this is another dog that I would bring in. Another dog that if it's a friend's (laughs) dog or a trainer's dog, somewhere with the the fearful dog can experience social interaction with a very safe, calm dog. Mm -hmm. And I would start slowly exposing that dog to other dogs like that. But don't overdo it. Um, And if you see, you know... I think people think the whole idea of socialization is that dogs have to touch each other. Dogs have to smell each other. Dogs have to interact. <laughs> and actually we socialize with people all the time and we don't touch. We don't, we don't. Well, I don't know about yet. you, but I do. <laughs> well, you're a hugger, <laughs> but you That's know, sniffer, you can okay. socialize with somebody just by talking to them.
1: You don't That's have true. to be all
0: over them. That's true. And yes. so, you know, if your dog is happy at a distance, then start at a distance and then gradually get a little bit closer
1: and, and go at their pace at
0: their pace and, and just see, and y- you know, I think there's a lot of pressure. We all want our dogs to be sociable. We really do. We want our dogs to greet every other dog they see. We want our dogs to be the lover of the whole neighborhood. And it just, a lot of dogs are just not like that. So don't put pressure on yourself. And and if your dog is happier not greeting other dogs and your dog is not reacting, well then that's okay. It's okay. But if you want to start socializing, do it slowly with dogs that it's going to give your dog confidence. That's my
1: advice. Okay, good one. And this one is from Judy in South Carolina, and she says, My dog is a nine-month-old Irish doodle. So I guess it would be an Irish and Anna." <clears throat> wow well. that's a combination we have been through training and she does very well except she jumps on everyone she loves people and goes nuts when she sees them i have small grandchildren that i cannot visit unless she's created and it causes quite a disturbance when someone comes to the door and she says i need help oh i capital. know you know mm-hmm.
0: i okay a be thankful you've got a sociable excited dog because i treat so and meet so many people whose dogs hate people coming to the <laughs> house are they aggressive or they're gonna bite and you know so at least your dog your dog's the completely the other way Pretty which good. it is good but you, you just got to teach him manners and I like to look there's a lot of energy when somebody comes to the door there's the dog gets very excited you've got all of those hormones and all of those you know that adrenaline coursing through the dog's body and so that, there's a lot of energy in that dog and the energy's got to go somewhere so I teach a dog to do something different so instead of going out and jumping i teach a dog to hey doorbell rings go get your toy and then bring it to the person and sit in front of the person or doorbell rings go to go to your bed go go to your place lie on a mat somewhere um and and wait and then when i cue you then you can come and say hello to the person um if you can't do that if there's too many people or there's kids coming in and you don't trust your dog put your dog behind a baby gate for a little while creating can cause more kind of frustration and cause dog to get even more excitable but putting a dog behind a baby gate just allows that dog to sort of see everybody Mm -hmm. calm down and when it's calm come and say hello but you know a lot of people will tell the dog off all the time and that doesn't teach the dog anything tell the dog to stop jumping it doesn't teach the dog anything give the dog something else to do and, you know, why do dogs jump and sometimes yeah it's just sheer energy they're excited they want to say hello um, and some dogs it's actually a coping mechanism for some dogs you can, you can see that they might not be that comfortable with people but it's just their habit it's the way it's their way of communication it's their way of kind of anchoring themselves to you do you know what I mean mm-hmm. um, it might seem a little strange but this whole idea and then you're telling a dog off for either being excited or trying to be secure or trying to anchor themselves with you or or, or, or try and bond with you. Um, and so that's why teaching a dog to do something else is the best way to teach, to treat a
1: jumping issue. So you're redirecting their energy, basically. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Um, here's a question from Catherine, who's from London, and it's spelled like London. It is. Um, in my line of work, I come across lots of different dogs every single day. Whilst, I love that, she might be related to Shakespeare, <laughs> whilst... Most are charming. We get the occasional dog who will kennel guard. Do you have any advice for us about dogs who are aggressive towards us or dogs who will not come out of travel crates? She says, I work at an airport, so understand this is a scary place with new everything for a dog. Thanks. So when she says kennel guard, I guess won't let somebody get... Yeah. Yeah, this is
0: a tricky one because you've got a dog in a in a stressful situation, Mm -hmm. and um, they're traveling. They're obviously under stress. Um, There's a lot of strangers around them. They just go through trauma. They don't know Mm -hmm. what it's uh, being in an airplane is all about. And um, so, uh, and what what she wrote about letting them out, I. And correct me if I'm wrong, please email us and let us know if, if I'm wrong, that they're not really supposed to be let out until of the, yeah, the uh, of the crate, until the owner's with them. Right. And so I don't quite understand what um, what the issue is with letting the dog out unless the dog is really sick or something's something's happened. So, I mean, I would just say there's not really any training that you can do for that dog. Mm-hmm. I would just say, you know relieve pressure by just keeping your distance approach the crate from the side not head on um and um
1: just talk to the dog in a calm voice okay yeah because i wonder too if it's even if they have to pick the crates up and move them take them off of a belt and put them somewhere else and you know dogs will try and nip at you through a
0: yeah well then you know hopefully you've got one of those crates where they can't where you can hold it by the handle or you've got a couple of people one on either end that can gloves yeah and um You know, if you hold a crate correctly, the dog shouldn't be able to get you. Um, I I just, I just don't think that that's kind of an, that's an environment that you can do any training per se. It's more management. It's it's the more the way you approach your body language, the way you speak to the dog, um, and the way you kind of hold yourself. So,
1: and you know what's interesting, you, what I learned from you is, Never. Well, first of all, look them in the eye. Maybe that also is threatening. But you know, we're so used to when you greet some a human, you smile because that's polite. But dogs don't read that, so maybe they're now, trying to calm a dog with the smile, and it may be scary. Well,
0: you know, I think some dog. I think a dogs actually very good at reading emotions on faces. Um, but some dogs maybe could perceive the showing of a smile as the showing of teeth. Um, they could be threatened by the stare and, um, you know, the frontal approach. The frontal mm-hmm. approach can be very scary for some dogs. And then, of course, the person with the best intentions in the world is trying to make friends and the dog's like, get away. Actually, when, whenever I go into a new place, I, I don't greet dogs. Mm-hmm. I just don't greet them. I say hello, but I let them sniff and I let them get comfortable before I make a connection with them. And it just takes pressure off. It's just much easier. If I've got a specially mm-hmm. nervous dog, or if I've got a dog that is aggressive, that's bitten people before, I don't want to set that dog up for failure by making it fearful and getting it to bite me. So I will just give that dog space, take pressure off until that dog's comfortable to come up to me.
1: Oh, my friends, people who I meet who have dogs, I think of you when I meet them and I don't sh- smile and I don't <laughs> show my teeth, I don't look at them. And they're always like, God, she's so mean. She does. I thought she liked dogs, but I'm trying to not, I want them to like me and not to, it's just, you know, habit. Of course. Okay. This is the right thing. Thank you. Uh, this one is Rosie from Arkansas and she says she's the proud owner of an eight month old German shepherd pit bull mix puppy, but I'm becoming very concerned about his behavior recently. Every time I take him out to play, he does well for about 10 minutes, but all of a sudden he gets rather aggressive. He starts biting at my shoes and trying to tug them off as well as nipping at my legs. I don't want to hit him or harm him in any way, but I don't want him to bite me or any of my loves. Please help. I do think he's getting over aroused. And um, a lot of dogs, when they
0: go play, the play really is mock battle. When you break it down, it's mock battle. It's dogs rehearsing. Um, it's dogs figuring things out. And, you know, there's a lot of dogs that, that just get so excitable. And then when they get excited they start biting and nipping and all kinds of things. And it's not nasty, but um, it can sort of go over the line a little bit and some dogs might actually whilst they're playing there's some sort of frustration or an overexcitement and then they become a little bit aggressive and they become a little bit of a bully and so 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 the easy thing is she says after 10 minutes do a couple of minutes and then stop do low activity games rather than high energy games don't play wrestle don't you know, if you if you play tug, which I love playing with dogs, make sure that there are rules and boundaries before you, you know, that make sure that your dog has a good out and that drops the toy and doesn't become overstimulated when you're playing. It's all about making the dog situation a bit calmer and playing games that are appropriate appropriate that won't over arouse
1: and if the dog does get a little too much should she stop play sort of stop? stop
0: and leave just you know too much but don't get don't let the dog get to that point so shorter little sessions are better with low activity games
1: It works for people too it does it i think it does i think you know when they get all excited just stop them walk, walk away, away.
0: Yeah. i do that with my husband <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> moving swiftly on Let's jump right into the Let's Embarrass and Humiliate Holly segment.
0: Open your notebook, sharpen your pencil, and get ready. You're about to attend Victoria's
1: Animal Academy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This gets even wilder. You know, I've had two years to think about this, and now I'm going to ask you some crazy questions. And they're not necessarily about dogs. And I've had two years to get more stupid.
1: I, I forget things, so uh bring it. Okay. <laughs> <You> start. <laughs> I've been reading. Okay. You're not gonna get most of these, I oh, tell you. You've All right. faith. Um here's a
0: question. Okay. How many pounds of meat can one wolf eat in a single sitting? Oh, everybody knows that. Twelve. Oh, relatively close. What
1: <laughs> <laughs> what is it that's up a lot of meat up to 20 pounds what it's like a small child gosh yeah but then they don't eat for days after that oh so then do they walk around with distended bellies I'm they look sure like they're they pregnant do. that's mm. gonna be uncomfortable you ever eat a meal and you're so full you feel like you're gonna throw up that's no. probably what they go through <laughs> the good thing is that you want to find a wolf if you should encounter one in a forest right after he's gorged exactly looks slow moving. yeah um hmm. okay 20 pounds <laughs> who knew
0: um now, you if you don't know this, Holly, yeah, oh, great. you need to go back to school because I'm familiar. telling you, everybody knows the answer to this question. Oh, uh, yeah. How
1: long can a snail sleep for? <laughs> I think my husband is of the snail genus, so I'm going to say a week. Up to three years. What? What to do you mean? It's sleep for three okay, years.
0: I want to know who are the researchers that <laughs> they watched it? That watched the snail
1: for three. How do they know it's asleep? When does it pee? You know, I get up three times in the middle of the night to pee. Three times? Sometimes. Oh God. Just depends. Um, I mean, if
0: the shell, if the snail is in its little shell, how do they know that the snail is sleeping?
1: Well, what else would it be doing? I guess. I it's don't not know. Hanging out. Room? I don't know. Just, just being yeah. awake. <laughs> And it depends on if it has direct TV. Okay. Wow. Three
0: years? Three years. What's the point? How I long know. do they live? I thought they'd be eaten that time.
1: <laughs> All right. Question. That's what you do is if you're French and you want escargot, just look for the sleeping snails.
0: Exactly. That's why they get <laughs> eaten so much. All right. What animal can last longer without water than a camel? What? What animal can last longer without water than a
1: camel? Oh God! Um, um, a chameleon. <laughs> Our producer just know. snorted out of his nose. I think it's something that's scaly and lives in a desert. No, oh, it's wow. rats. They can live, but
0: they can last longer without water than a camel. That's why they're just everywhere. Can I tell you a little story? I used to live in New York City in Manhattan Mm -hmm. and I used to park my car in a parking lot that was between 11th and 12th Street on the West Side. And you know what it's like there. It's pretty grotty. Um, And it was... And so I used to park my car and then I would have to do the run, (gasps) which I call the run. Because at night... There are rats oh, everywhere. God. So I would pick my time. I would watch them as they're going backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards and, and backwards and forwards in the parking lot. And then I would just run <gasps> and hope I didn't step on one. That's how bad it was. You should
1: have carried a squirt. Although squirt gun, you probably would have gotten shot. Someone thought you would have, got, you know what I mean? Yeah, like you to dump water. Oh, Look, gross. I'm, I'm,
0: uh, I'm on the West side highway and you know, or oh, the West God. side at night and you know. The rats were the most frightening thing. Oh, um, right. okay. Oh, this is this is a, a really interesting question. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the only animal
1: that can fly backwards? Hummingbird. <gasps> Gosh, Not so stupid after all, <laughs> wow! <laughs> I, I love hummingbirds. I have a hummingbird feeder in my backyard. Oh, you do, and okay, I have a purple one, it. which is very rare for uh, our area. Oh, you have a purple feeder or a purple hummingbird? A bird, purple oh, really? bird. You know, they come back every year. They migrate to the same place. And so it takes them a while to find it. I love hummingbirds. Um, but they will come back. We have actually a pair of cardinals that come back every year. And build they do a nest right outside our
0: back door. Yep. Oh. In the tree, right, right outside our back door. So she's actually building the nest right now. Really? You know, I the same ones as she oh, does yeah, at the yeah, same, yeah. Place? Yeah, oh. same place. Yeah. Same place. So this is the fourth year. Okay. Um, Okay, we got one last one. Mm -hmm.
1: What is the world's fastest bird? Oh, it's the. Is it the emu? (laughs) (laughs) You mean running bird? (laughs) It's an emu. What's an emu? Stop laughing at me, Alex. Aren't they extinct? An emu? Or is that... No, that's no, something the different. Dodo birds oh, the dodo bird. the dodo? The emu. But I'm thinking, when you said the fastest, I'm thinking running. Because it probably runs pretty fast. Is, this a, is that, an, is Australian that a is an, yeah. an Australian bird? Is not emu or an Australian bird? He was a comic. Remember, a comedian? Did I just age myself? Emu. <laughs> emu. Emu. But I'm thinking running. You're thinking flying? No, I'm, I'm thinking <laughs> flying. Oh, my <laughs> that's God. That's the first thing that came to mind. The fastest bird? You mean that flies the fastest? Yes. Um, I'm going to go with the um, eagle. The peregrine falcon. Oh, see? At least it's better than an emu. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, I'm I'm quite impressed because you got one out of five right there.
0: I don't think uh, I would have. If I hadn't have made these questions, I don't think I'd have known any
1: I'm of them. I'm going to study up. All right, so here's the deal. One out of five, I'm going to go read more. I'm quite impressed. You know what? <laughs> it's in, been in, too long. In, in, in,
0: Future episodes, would you um, you can test me, you can quiz me.
1: Okay, yeah, because I want to know if you know about emus. <laughs> I have no idea about emus, or ostriches, or anything like that. Yeah, it's like an ostrich. Uh, we're gonna yeah. We're gonna show okay. an emu.
0: I'm so excited. We, I love our sponsors, adaptal. Yes. They are the greatest. Um, it's a great tool for my toolbox as a trainer. Uh, another thing that can relieve stress in dogs. Awesome. Good so to know. we thank our sponsors for this. And uh, thank you, Holly. It's so lovely Yay. to see you. I'm so glad we're back doing our podcasts. Thank you to everybody for listening. We have some great episodes coming up, including next week we have the wonderful trainer, Nando Brown. Swoon.
1: I know. He's, swoon, swoon. I, I had to look him up uh, and so I'll watch his videos with you at Crufts. And um we'll just say... Uh, He's a little handsome. Mm -hmm. Thank you, everybody, for listening. See you next week. Thanks for tuning in to
0: Victoria Stilwell's Positively podcast. For more information, visit Positively.com. Get connected on Facebook and YouTube as Victoria Stilwell or follow her on Twitter at Victoria S. Be sure to tune in next time as Victoria helps to change dogs' lives
1: positively.